All right, welcome back to Church Jams Now. Church Jams Now! Yeah. Yeah, Church Jam Now. Church. <laughs> just a singular, just the one jam. Best opening. The one jam. Church uh, Grammar Jams. Grammar Jams Now. <laughs> welcome to Grammar Jams Now, Volume 2. Um, no, this is Church Jams Now. This is a show where three former youth group kids and current music nerds do a deep dive on Christian music from the 90s and 2000s and see if they still hold up today. You know, sometimes these albums are flops, sometimes they're bops. But we are here for it. For those of you that don't know, my name is Kylan Savage. I'm TJ Smith. And I'm Josh Olson. Awesome. You guys seemed a little afraid to do that. But I thought you were going to intro us. I didn't want like, to. And my, you guys, my you're co-host. big boys. Yeah, I wasn't you, sure. You guys, are, you guys are big boys. You okay. can introduce I'm yourselves. Sorry pull up our pants and do our own intro is that weird i can introduce you and guys over here we have our co-host tj smith hello and we have our beautiful producer <laughs> josh olson going with that one again huh beautiful for the second episode in a row <laughs> he is. that's just going to be an ongoing bit we're just he's, always he's quite a looker and that's what i want to be known yeah. by so I'm glad. I feel bad for that. the for the listeners that they can't be looking at his beautiful face. It's like too bad this right is now, only a, an audio only medium. Oh, it's not. I've been recording yeah. this whole thing. We're gonna put this up on YouTube. Hashtag Joe Rogan. We're gonna get everyone to listen to this. Wait, even the part where I was picking my nose. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. so. Yeah. Last week we talked about Cities by Anne Berlin. Uh, two of us thought it was a bop. One of us. Did not, and so from now on, our friendship is over, and we're just maintaining a professional relation relationship with Mr. Smith. Right. And and we appreciate and value your opinion. Um, I'm no longer going to hang out with you, but we will continue to do this podcast for anyone that is worried that we were going to stop. It was inevitable, really. Yeah, so that was a really fun episode. It was long. It was sort of our welcome back. So we thought for this week, we're going to keep it light, zippy, fast, you know? And so we are covering Say It Loud, the 2002 album by Sanctus Real. Um, do you guys want to talk a little bit about who the heck is Sanctus Real? Yeah. And maybe a little bit about this album? Yes. So I'm really excited to talk about this one. It was a big album for me growing up. Um, Sanctus Real is one of those fun bands that uh, I think of as... Uh, Reliant K adjacent sort of that real like poppy pop punk yes Reliant K was like the central sort of band for me because they're both from Ohio and yes they're also from Ohio and their sound yeah just like lines up so so well with with that kind of scene so yeah they're originally from Toledo Ohio and they started in the early 90s and you know what guys they're still active today that's wild how crazy is that when was their last album 2020 I think Oh, wow. That recent. Yeah, and they've even had a recent single come out in 2021, so in the last year. Oh, cool. Man. What else, Josh? What else you got here? Uh, I wrote down Sanctus is Latin for holy, um, and then they called their name Sanctus Real because it came out of the question, what has God called you to do as a band? And they, the, the answer would just be to be real and be honest about the fact that we are on stage simply by his grace, which is what... Hmm. Uh, their drummer said in a K-Love interview at some point. They have been nominated for seven Dove Awards, winning one for Modern Rock Album 
of the year with Fight the Tide, which is the album that followed Say It Loud, uh, it won in 2005. That's the one I'm more familiar with. Okay. As as am I. Yeah. It's um, a great album as well. So, and then they also have two Grammy nominations. Wow. Hey-o. In 2009 and 2010 uh, for Best Rock Gospel Album and Best Contemporary Slash Pop Gospel Album. Interesting. So, obviously, still in that in the token kind of CCM award within the Grammys, but still two Grammy noms. 2009 and 2010. Do you guys still feel that that was like four years ago? Yeah. Yeah. 2010 was like three years ago. Yes. I'm like, Oh, that wasn't that long ago. And I'm like, Oh no, that was like 13 years ago. Oh, you can still buy CDs at Best Buy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For real. That's crazy. Those were the, those were the good old days. Mm-hmm. TJ, did you ever go to that Best Buy over on carrier? Oh, all the time. I worked at the Starbucks over there. Oh, nice. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I ever bought a CD. Sorry, from... I do not care, unless it was in a professional capacity. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I was employed nice. by Starbucks, so technically that's professional. <laughs> okay, that, is that relevant? That is interesting. <laughs> professionally, yes. So, who is in this band? Uh, so we got Matt Hammett, that's the vocalist and the rhythm guitar player. Um, ninety-six to twenty-fifteen. Uh, left the band in 2015 after making seven albums on Sparrow Records to spend more time with his family. He's released two solo albums, and he's still actively making music. The band got a new lead singer in 2016, and they have since released two albums. But we don't care enough to know his name. His name is Dustin Lawley. Josh cares enough Thank to you. know. Thank <laughs> you. Josh just cares. That was very professional. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. Who else? Josh? Uh... And then at the time of this record, uh, Chris Roman, I believe how you R O H M A N, he's the lead guitarist. Uh, he's been in the band from 1997 and is still in the band now. Um, and then they had a bassist from 1999 to 2005. Steve Goodrum is on this record, and then Mark Grawlman uh, is from 1996 and still in the band. So oh, wow, you have two uh, kind of like three original members that are making this record and then two of those guys the guitarist and the drummer are still are still in the band still cranking it out it's pretty cool wow yeah is it still the same band when only a guitarist and drummer are still like at what point do you still say you're the same band i only ask this because this is basically exactly what happened <laughs> with our band josh yeah, it's a good, yeah, it's a good point. It is very true. At what point is it still? The way the I think same about thing. it is like whoever's writing, like who's writing right. the music, right? So if the writing changes, yeah. then I yeah feel like the band changes. But who knows? Um, Say it loud was released December twenty fourth, just in time for Christmas. You guys, two thousand two. Damn it, guys! You guys, did y'all trick me into listening to another Christmas album? We sure did. Surprise. <laughs> What a bold release date, isn't it? For to real. just be like, we're gonna drop this record on Christmas Eve. People are gonna stop their Christmas shopping to go pick up this mm-hmm. record. Well, that was part That's of the wild. Christmas shopping. Yeah, it's a stocking stuffer. Yeah, maybe they're like, people, while people are out at family Christian bookstores, they'll stop and see this record on the shelves and grab it. Who's no? Be like, and give it to their young kid to be like, this came out yesterday. See, to me, <laughs> it feels like someone just messed up. It was just lazy. Someone at the label was like, or like an accident. Oh shit! This was supposed to be out November twenty fourth, <laughs> so people could get it for Christmas. Can we put it out this year still? What do we got? What is the first available date we can get this out? We got to get this out tomorrow. Tomorrow's Christmas Eve. Everyone's gonna be at church. Just send them out. Send them, like, 
this was the early 2000s were a wild time though because uh reliant k's mm-hmm, release in 2004 and it released at midnight like people were lined up to buy it at midnight like it was a movie oh, wow. yeah so wow. like that's wild. Maybe that was just something that happened more commonly in 2002 to 2004. Yeah, release days were a big deal, you know? Yeah. We didn't have TikTok, so, like, what else were people going to do? Well, you do? couldn't just click on something to hear the latest record. Like, you had to go to the store. You had to go get it. So yeah. you had to know when it was coming out. You had to make plans to go there and get the thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So this is our first record on a label, Sparrow Records. Is this our first Sparrow Records? Sparrow Records? band that we've covered i think amy grant was on sparrow wasn't she sparrow's like the big ccm record label yeah i know i can't remember now i don't know that was me and tj we were always lost without you so it very well could have been well that was late too (laughs) (laughs) i don't remember much about that yeah i think you can just assume most any ccm person you hear is gonna be on sparrow that's what i do at least yeah cool and prior to this the band had independently released one ep in 98 and two full-length records in 99 and 2001 six of the songs on say it loud are re-recorded songs from those two albums okay who produced this thing josh uh it was produced by pete stewart who is the vocalist and guitarist for 90s christian grunge band grandma train all one word not grammar Grandma Train. Grandma Train jams now. Yeah, we get, yep. hold on. We got to stop and have an episode of yeah. Grammar Jams now. <laughs> Grandma Train? What's happening there? Uh-uh, honey. No, is thank it you. a train it's, of... That, gr- that's a Grandma Train wreck. <laughs> that is a... Gr- that oh. Is. oh. You're welcome. <laughs> there it is. We're done. All right. <laughs> that's End the that episode. Seal it. <laughs> Print it. <laughs> yep. Um, <clears throat> so um, that'd be... That's a band I have heard mentioned before, but I don't know anything about. Maybe we'll get into it at some point in the podcast. Uh, since maybe there's a treasure trove to unlock there. For sure. Pete is also credited for producing Toby Mac's first solo album, Momentum, oh, which wow. I cannot that's, wait to talk about. That's a big about. one we're going to cover, yeah. That was a big one for me. Yep. Uh, and at the same time, Tate's first solo album, oh, wow. Empty, Michael Tate of DC Talk, so two of the guys from DC Talk's first solo albums, and a few other notable releases here and there. Nice. <laughs> I'm, st- I'm still thinking about Grandma Train, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I've been thinking about that all night. That's good. Grandma train. <laughs> so this is their only album with Matt Hammett that didn't chart. Oh wow! And as far as streaming goes, "Say It Loud" is by far the most streamed song at two hundred and fifty-five thousand streams. Wow. Okay. Six other songs on the record are fifty k plus, and the remaining five are below fifty k. That's interesting. Yeah, I imagine it's hard to kind of like pivot from being a band that came out in the early aughts where physical song recordings are still the primary mode and then to to take that model and then shift to the streaming world right yeah i always just felt bad for those bands that like had to make that jump as they were kind of well and they also have a an interesting they did an interesting pivot themselves because from what i know about them which isn't a ton but is like their first two albums were more kind of Reliant K adjacent, like you were talking about, TJ. Right. But then they pivoted to just be full on CCM, kind of not like a worship band, but almost like a delirious. Because I put them less Reliant K, very delirious adjacent, and more like delirious adjacent. Yes, which is like they're they're getting worship. They're getting played on K Love more than they're getting played on like your from like it's a power power we had yeah in austin and dallas so they're so like that's another thing that 
most of their career was spent in that CCM realm. So most of the people that are listening to Sanctus Real and still are, which they have 700, three quarters of a million monthly listeners on Spotify still oh, wow. as of this date. Nice. Um, but I'm sure most of those people are just listening to the CCM songs. Right, like yeah. Like mean, their other right. big breakout, the K-Love songs, as opposed to what's on sale out. It's kind of like uh, like how, how like Newsboys kind of had that pivot at a certain point. Yeah, you know, a lot like, of bands really did that because it, it made sense monetarily. And it made money. Yeah, there's money. Yeah. It was more sustainable. That's yeah. what I'm in, because I don't know much about like their early releases, like this one, so I'm interested if it's like a pivot like, uh, like a cutlass where they were kind of like always going that direction and then they just really went for it. Or if it was like a Hawk Nelson where, cause Hawk Nelson was pop punk for like their first four records and then they got a new singer and they just went straight CCM K love, like, right. Which to me feels more like we're just trying to cash in and yeah. make some money off of these K love yeah. people. So that I'm interested to hear how kind that happened with them like if that was where they were already going or if they were like oh this is working let's just lean more into the caleb crowd so, yeah that's interesting right. yeah i don't i don't know i'm hoping this is like really kind of fun bouncy pop punk oh it is you'll be I bouncing am. okay cool cool i'm excited yeah so like i don't think i've ever listened to this record all the way through i haven't either i've heard say it, say it loud I know Say It Loud, and I saw the music video, which is, like, a really fun music video, and so, like, I liked it, and it's one of those ones that, like, I feel like they mislead you based on, like, that music video and, like, the sound of that song to where it's, like, oh, super fun band, and then, like, you listen to the record, and then you're, like, oh, this is kind of just regular. It's like when they put all the best jokes in a trailer. (laughs) Yeah, so that's, and I don't think I've ever listened to this album, but that's been, like, my what i expect to encounter with this okay so so i'll say what i remember is that sink or swim captain's chair say it loud and audience of one and this all means nothing to me. there's one more on the album <laughs> that are like big ones that 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 i would say i could listen to now and still enjoy sweet but we'll see. Yeah. So even even I don't know how I'm gonna feel about this. Like I like I, I don't feel as confident going into this one as y'all did going into Cities last episode. The thing is though, you have to be to a certain extent because you have to tell us whether it's gonna be a flop or a bop. Yeah. I do think it's gonna be a bop for me. I think it's gonna scrape across the line. Okay. Josh, what do you think? I think I've have never had a flop prediction before, but I think I'm going flop on this one. Ooh, so this is a this is a CJ in first. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. So I always, I, you know, that meme where it's like the Scooby Doo meme where it's like, let's see who you really are, and you pull off the mask. Like, oh man. That's what I'm like, oh, fun, say it loud, music video and song. Like, let's see what the rest of your album's like, and then you pull it off like, like love <laughs> Like, so <laughs> that's I I hope. Okay, remind me. We're gonna make that. Please do. Meme. Yes. Yeah. I hope. It's a fun album that I can enjoy and get into and be like, oh, okay, they didn't pull the Caleb pivot until later in their career, but I'm not so sure. So, so I'm saying same flop. I'm 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 so curious. I I now know where y'all were coming from when you were really curious about my take on cities because now I'm really curious about what y'all think about this one. Right, having a little more context. Well, so this makes me like the tiebreaker, and I don't. Nah, man. Here's the thing. Just, I don't just, just feel it out. I don't. But prediction wise, like I don't. I don't oh, know. I see. I don't know it enough. Kind of so I'm going to 
completely arbitrarily <laughs> say this shall be <laughs> a bop. Okay. A bop. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, I think so. It's their first record. First records are usually fun, even if they're flawed. Right. It's going to have a lot of energy. Because especially if, if they took some of the songs that were on two independent EPs beforehand. Right. Uh, they've, they're usually comfortable with the songs. They haven't got a sophomore slump yet. They're probably songs they've been working on for a long time. Been refining them. Uh, yeah. And they're probably stoked about being in like a real studio and all that kind of stuff. So... We'll see. I will say, finding out that they had done those three independent releases before getting signed, that gave me a little more respect to them. Like, okay, you know, they were like, they really believed in what they were doing and like were working hard for it instead of like, hey, let's just try to make a nice CCM, K Love band and cash in on some of this like easy money. Right. So, like, finding that out, I was like, okay, they worked for it. So that upped my respect for them. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely had like the scrappy, plucky, like punk vibe and based for me based on the album art alone yeah i'm hopefully getting yeah, that vibe yeah i yes. i think i think it tells you kind of what to expect so it'll be interesting i also wanted to say fun fact about this album uh with me is that i the second band i was ever in we were called autumn's fall in high school we covered the title track hold on hold on yeah that's right hold on I think I think we got to enter a new episode of Grammar Jams now. <laughs> Grammar Train Police. <laughs> so, it, fall that belongs to Autumn is it was there a possessive? It was possessive. There was an apostrophe. This is, is this is Autumn's. a pun because of fall and autumn are the same. So autumn owns correct, fall. Correct. But it's 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 a double wow. entendre because it's it's about her fall, you know, from uh, grace. Oh, Autumn's a person. Yes. Okay. I was thinking it was a double season thing, but. Were you awesome. Autumn? There, w- there was no actual Autumn. It was a real Alexis on Fire situation. Wow. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I'm even giving us, I'm giving us way more credit than we deserve. There was not that much thought going into it. It was possessive. No, that's a perfect name for like that time. No, I get it. I get it. My first band was called The Ways of Fate. Yeah. The what? Yeah. The Ways of Fate. And then I settled on the truth about movie stars, which I think. If we were doing an episode of Grammar Jams now, I don't think movie star is one word, but we did it as one word. It's, it's a whole thing. I like it. Yeah. T-team. So we covered this title track. Okay. And the only time we played it, we practiced so many times, I think, and we tried other songs of theirs, but could never get them. So that'll yeah. you know tell you about our, our talent level at the time. But the only time we ever even played the song was at our bassist church and... Uh, I actually reached out to my buddy John, who was the guitarist at the time, and he was telling me some fun facts about it. He said he remembers accidentally spitting in the middle of the performance and feeling super self-conscious. And then he also said um, that apparently we started way before Andrew was ready, and he had to, like, jump in later and play with us, and that the church kept wanting John to turn his amp down. So I feel really punk rock of course. about this song and this album because of those experiences, I think. Right. Classic. I mean, there's spitting, <laughs> there's amps that are too uh, loud. Yeah. The classic amp too loud situation. Starting songs too early accidentally. Yeah. It's like the... That feels very it's punk It's like rock. The, uh, that thing you do thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> what's happening? Nobody knows what the hell's going on. So... That's great. We'll see if it holds up. If if my like punk rock vibes from you know 2002 can carry over 20 years That's later. Great. Cool. Well, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we will do our deep dive into "Say It Loud" by Sanctus Real. Sanctus Real. Church, 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 church. Thank you.
Greetings, fellow sentients. My official designation is Patreon Bot 1000 XT 75, but you may refer to me simply as Patreon Bot. My purpose is to inform you about the Church Jams Now Patreon. If you're interested in more quips, amusing conversations, behind the scenes moments, all around silliness, and segments that are frankly just too asinine and obscure for the main feed, then consider subscribing. Kylan may even create a TikTok dance video. But that's not all. There will also be, if you like this then, playlists curated by the hosts. And hosts will connect with patrons, offering you the power to help shape the rich and complex narrative that is Church Gems Now. The best part is that tiers start at only $2 a month, so do not delay. Subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash churchjamsnowpodcast. I have now achieved my prime directive, Patreon bot powering down. Welcome back to Trivial Trivia. This is a segment where I share obscure and trivial information related to the album or artist we're discussing each episode. This week, we're talking about a little project from Say It Loud producer Pete Stewart. Does anyone remember the rap rock group named Peace of Mind? They only released one self-titled record in 2003. It was a side project from Christian rapper KJ52. He supplied the rap, and Pete Stewart supplied the rock, playing guitar, bass, and producing the record. Given the release dates, Pete was probably working on Say It Loud around the same time he was working on Peace of Mind. The record feels very of the time, and it sure would be quite the album to cover for an entire episode. Let us know if you really want to hear us subject ourselves to all 37 minutes of it. But for now, I'll leave you with a quote from the opening track, Turn It Up. That's all for Trivial Trivia this week. Let's get back to Say It Loud. Well, hey, welcome back, jammers. I remembered we call people jammers on this today. We do. Welcome back to the second part of Say It Loud. What was that, Kylan? Say it loud. Say it loud. Say it loud and clear. I think I think we do that. Yeah. Yeah, so over the break, we all listened to Say it loud by Synced is Real, and we have notes, things like that. Is there anything you guys want to bring up before we Stephen Curtis Chapman? <laughs> nice. I want to know what everybody's theory is on the album art. What is the story there? If you had to like write a short story about that kid or like a tweet even, what's happening? Oh, oh, you want like a fictionalized? You don't want like a... Yeah, well, whatever. Dealer's choice. He's a spaceman. Okay. Ooh, he's a spaceman. Of course. I like it. He's he's Rocco the Spaceman. Oh, Rocco. Yeah. I like that. that. First name that popped in my head. Is he visiting the planet or is he preparing to visit other planets? Both. Both. All. Okay. <laughs> Ooh. All right. It's like a Star Trek Enterprise situation. Some good potential fanfic here. Exactly. Well, am I the only one that gave a, a dumbass theory? I need someone <laughs> else to say something stupid. <laughs> I don't know. I was just. I, I always... feel like you just set me up to like, like TJ. You're like, I know Kylan's gonna say something stupid, and then we're just gonna let him flounder. <laughs> Guilty. Guilty. That was a setup. But you know, that's that's part of why we've got you here. You 
You're, you're so good at the floundering. I know, I know. No, I loved it. I like Rocco. Rocco the Spaceman? I don't know. I regret it instantly. Okay. Is he a wallaby? There's some good potential fanfic here. There is. For sure, for sure. Uh, whenever we get the members of Sanctus Real on, we'll ask them. <laughs> That'll be one of our hard-hitting questions. So tell me about Perfect. Rocco the Spaceman. Just bring it up like it's an what established the thing. Like they should automatically and know what it is. clueless. That's so good. Twist, they do know, and that's exactly Kyle's right. Kyle's been in Sanctus Real this whole time. <laughs> Never let us know. Whoa. Uh, Crazy. I don't know. Okay, so this is this is the second episode back now that there's been a joke that I was somehow involved in the making of the record. <laughs> we seem to like putting you in the bands. Yeah. I know. I mean, I like it. I'll take it. If anyone's going to make it, it's Thanks, you. man. Yeah, that's true. Far and away. Cool. Well, back to my original question. <laughs> Do you guys have anything you want to, like, hint at before we get started? Before we, like, jump in? I got a couple things. We We might see Professor Philosopher resurface in this episode that's awesome i'm so excited yeah and uh i happen to come up with a new uh grading system for uh, how i how i come up with my flop or bop decision so okay do you want to tell us here you want to wait till we get to that point it's very complicated it's it's nuanced it's complex it would take i mean days and days to describe but the short version is it's uh either two entire thumbs up <laughs> one and a half thumbs up this one thumb this up, sounds like a five star rating a half thumb up yeah <laughs> or zero thumbs up and that's on a per song basis okay and then you create a and percentage you... based on the number of tracks okay and then if it passes or fails it's bopper so the way that like most things are graded the way that most things are graded <laughs> except for it has to do specifically with my thumbs with thumbs up okay cool my thumbs not yours right no one else i don't think anyone can argue against that logic that's true i think you have finally created a foolproof grading method it's perfect that's true well i did not use that because you didn't tell us about it till right now <laughs> but maybe for future episodes i will yeah i'll say how many <laughs> tj's thumbs ups that's right each song and has. please do refer to it that way um TJ's, I'm working we on can only use tj's, TJ's thumbs, TJ's thumbs up <laughs> trademark that's right that's right i love it i'm into it this is yeah. good that is good i'm very excited so so get ready awesome. for that i have two things oh okay cool the thing i'll say about the record is in thinking about this listening to this i did notice some similarities to some things that we discussed in the newsboys take me to your leader episode Ooh. okay which i'll expound upon later i'll leave that at that cool. that's great because i don't remember anything from that episode <laughs> perfect my first one it was very memorable for you <laughs> thanks and then uh i have a quote to go into to lead us into this record mm-hmm. okay um <clears throat> the quote is sanctus real is the ultimate punk band and they're christian too they rock mahatma gandhi written by <laughs> guitar loser 23 on february 23rd 2014 on the tab on ultimateguitar.com for say it loud <laughs> <laughs> that's the what i found and i feel like that sums up and gets us ready to take on this record and oh my gosh the right i i love it that is 100 percent the mindset you need going into this record what was the handle again josh guitar loser 23 guitar right, loser 23. guitar loser if you're out there man all right shout out hit us up we would love to have you on the pod to talk about sanctus real if they're that big of a sanctus real fan they might find this yeah. 
ultimate punk band. I might disagree with with. It's a bold claim. Yeah, it is. Are you making enemies out there, Kyle? Already? I'm just no. I just said it's a bold claim. All right. I mean, granted, yes, this album is the ultimate punk album. It's music. Heads above any Black Flag album or or oh, okay. Rancid or Minor Threat <laughs> or, or Bad Ramones. Brains or Ramones don't even come close to this. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. But besides that, there might be some other good hot takes. There might be some better punk bands. I don't know. All right, so our first track is track number 1, Sink or Swim. I think it's a lovely album opener personally. The strong riff. It's so good. Energy. It's a yeah, it's a great album opener. Yep. I love the snare roll under the verse. Yes, vocals. It's so yes. good. I do too. But okay, uh, one question I had for you guys: Does this mix? Because we're listening to the version that's on Spotify. Is the mix weird to anybody else? There's something like like the lead guitar feels really high in the mix, and the hi hats feel really really harsh. Which I don't really get from the rest of the record. Like it feels like it was mixed a little bit differently. This song, on just this specifically? one song. Yeah, on just this song. Okay, I noticed the symbols, the hi hats, and and like the crash symbols being very sizzly in a bad way um, on this track as well. But I also kind of noticed it throughout the album. But now that you're mentioning it, I I wonder if maybe they mixed this one a little differently. Yeah, I don't know. The mix sounds different than a lot of the other songs. Like maybe it was more of a like they were attempting to create a radio ready mix. Maybe, yeah. As opposed to a record mix. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Josh, what do you think? I don't know. I didn't really catch that. I did just think the mix on this record sounded really good. Like it felt and we'll talk like we talked about the production on it and I mentioned it later as well, but I thought everything production wise sounded really good, real big kind of wall of sound guitars right no me too well that's why this like on my second listen through that's why this stuck out to me so much hey kylan like what well i just wondered that that instrumental bridge Mm -hmm. is there anything in that bridge that you like a lot what are you setting me up for It, it might be salty it might be sweet Nah. oh ouch nah I got I got my moment. I got the moment. I always have the moment where 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 it drops, but we're not uh, Damn, no love for that part. I love it. I think it's I great. Have a weird throbby bass in the bridge. <laughs> like <laughs> There you go. No, nah, it's okay. It's not my favorite. It's good, but it's not it's not that sweet sweet bass that I'm always looking for. Fair enough. Yeah. It's not up to the Kylan sweet bass standards. It's not. Um yeah. Uh it was a good album opener. I don't have much beyond that. Um, I wasn't super paying attention to the lyrics at this point. Yeah. Lyrically, and this, I guess, goes right into this. It reminded me, TJ, of what kind of you talked about in some of that Newsboys episode with, like, the lyrics kind of seeming maybe a little bit judgy Mm -hmm. or whatever. So I didn't know if you were going to pick up on that. Mm -hmm. Um, What I'll say, the lyrics were, they were okay, but this is kind of a running theme for me on this record. I don't feel like there's really anything memorable about them mm. and nothing that really sets mm. them apart. So that's kind of just like, I'm like, this is, it. it's fine. It's not, there's nothing wrong with it, but nothing even in the song really makes it memorable. Right. I did like, um, after the first chorus, they hit, uh, they go from the minor six to the flat seven before they go back 
up into the verse yes. too. So that it's out. They're borrowing a chord to mm-hmm. make that transition. So that is like a cool musical part yeah. that they use. But really, that is a thing I have throughout my notes. So guys, I have some notes about lyrics, which we'll get to Kylan. later. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I don't want to like spoil it, but just generally musically, I there there was a lot to love here. Uh, lyrically, maybe left a little bit to be desired. Yeah, I I love you digging into the the composition there, Josh, and and I'm glad to hear Kylan that you also appreciated some of the the sonic elements of of songwriting. Oh yeah. Um, and I'll go ahead and I'll I'll show my hand a little bit. I also think 2022 Tej doesn't appreciate the lyricism in the same way that O2 Tej did. For sure. For sure. So, you know, it it that component maybe doesn't hold up as much, but maybe we jump into Captain's Chair and see Yeah. if Kylan has more lyric notes on on track 2. <laughs> well, I got something. All right, this is track 2, Captain's Chair. My thoughts on this one, I said energy-wise, this one felt like it should have been the first song. I think lyrically, Sink or Swim makes better sense yeah. to open the record, but just like sonically, musically, this yes, one for sure. felt like a better opener for me. So for alternative track list, you'd flip them. Yeah. I get why they did it, but I think it sure. would have been better with this first. Yeah. Um, I said something similar. Like musically, this song is awesome. Uh, musically, this is like one of my favorites. Uh, these lyrics were some of the most boring for me on the record. So repetitive. They're super repetitive. The whole song. I wrote the same thing. Nothing, hardly anything changes. I think I, I was more vibey when I was listening to the song. Yeah. I feel like they're only like four lines and they just repeat them over and over and over and over and over again. They sing them to death. Yeah. Which is a bummer because Mm -hmm. like I said, musically, this is one of my favorites. Yeah, it is a lot of fun musically. Yeah, yeah. For for the mix on this one, did it sound the choruses sounded weird to me? And did they take what the only thing I could think that they they took his voice out of the center and they double tracked it on the left and mm. right side? Yeah, yeah, maybe is what it sounded like to me because it like loses that power up the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was every time the chorus kicked in, I was like, it just seems like a little it, off. it didn't hit the way that. It should. Yeah. I think some of that too has to do, and and I could be wrong, but for me, some of that has to do with some melody choices. Um, I feel like on a lot of the songs, it was hard for me to like catch on to a melody, uh, like a vocal melody. Um, it seems like a lot of just kind of up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. Just like, like just a couple. Not of- even this part. The you will take the driver's seat and I will take the captain's chair. That's not hooky. Well, I was bored by that lyrically because it, like, he didn't say anything else. Just that, like, four times. That's true. So that kind of like one line repeated over and over, like, negated any catchy elements. I think. That's true. Yeah. How about this little '80s hair metal riff? The guitar's awesome, yeah. dude. The guitar, the all of the guitar on this record. The is guitar is so great good. on the yeah. record and this song too. Yeah, I, I wrote something similar in my notes that. Um, the tone and the playing is amazing, but you can tell that uh, I think it's Chris is the guitarist. He seems very influenced by like '80s guitar. Like, for sure, for sure. Which 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 we'll confirm later. <laughs> okay, the way that he uses it though and kind of modernizes that 
idea those ideas i think works in the context of this like pop punk sound it makes it fun yeah 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 i don't mind it at all definitely well it's kind of like i mean we, we we talked about that um we talked about that in the cities episode a little bit how like godspeed he like shreds and then there's not as much of that on the record like right for me it's fun when like these bands just like the guitar sometimes just goes all out goes for it yeah for sure mm-hmm. i do like going back to his voice i i think he has a good voice i don't know about like his range capabilities like you were saying kylan but he has like i feel like a distinct voice that maybe i don't know sets them apart a little bit yeah definitely for sure which i think sometimes on some of the songs i think i think really works for the whole pop punk thing and on other songs i think doesn't hmm it definitely i had a funny moment where it hit me i don't know whether it was this track or two or three down the down the track list but it hit me that um he really sounds a lot like Stephen christian sometimes oh yeah but is less gulpy Yes, less gulpy. Are going with that. He's got yeah. a little bit with his vibrato thing. Uh, one of the things I wrote generally about his voice was like a little bit like pop punk Rob Thomas. Yeah. And I don't get that through the whole record, but there's a little bit of that, like a little higher, a little like uh-huh. added a dash of Tom DeLonge to, mm-hmm. to some Rob Thomas. And I think you've got pretty close to his voice, at least an approximation in my mind. Yeah. I saw somewhere someone um, described his vocals as sterling, and I like that. It's like silvery. Sterling. You know? Like, yeah. I can dig that. Me too. Which I think that's a big part of why I really enjoyed Sanctus Real. Like, his vocals are just different enough. It's like, it's almost like Stephen Christian from an alternate reality. Like, Ooh. he's like an alternate universe, Stephen Christian, and he's the version that I like. I don't know what it is. Okay. All right. I can dig that. Yeah. Well, let's move on to track number three, the title track. Oh, hey, guys. Before we move on to that one, uh, guess how many thumbs up I gave this song? Oh, yeah, yeah. How? Uh, two thumbs up. Two thumbs up to, to Captain's Chair. What was Sink or Swim? Two thumbs up. Okay. They're both two thumbs up? So we got four thumbs so far. Ooh. Wow. Ooh, wow. Okay. Right, cool. Captain's Chair has right. two thumbs up from you? It does. Wow. Here's why. Um, the nostalgia is strong with this one yeah i get that these first three tracks are huge for me like you know what was what was guitar losers comment they're they're the ultimate punk band and they're christian too that was like rock they were like a core iconic band for me in in those realms and so these first three tracks especially are like classic iconic punk pop songs for me so so i'm leaning on the nostalgia at this point but okay we'll see how that holds up all right Well, the nostalgia hits me hard with Say It Loud. Hey, This was the only one that I had heard from this album. And I'm, I watched this video, this music video a ton growing up. Yeah. It was a fun music video. I love the transition that they did from Captain's Chair yes. to Say It Loud. Oh, I'm so glad that you said that. So yes, well. I wrote so that good. too. I wrote that too. Yeah. Yeah. That was the best like transition oh, yeah, from for the sure. whole record. Which is cool because Captain's Chair was an old song. And say it loud as a new songs, but they they melded them still. I guess when the re-recording, they melded them. Yeah, so I loved that part about it. It was a great way yeah, to start yeah. it off. It's pretty good. Um, I mean, this might seem kind of basic, but I think this is my favorite track from the album. No, it's. I think it's the best song on the record. It's great. I think so too. Yeah, which it's hard to say that's not nostalgia, but I think a, on a more objective sense, it is. 
I, I think it can hold its own with like other like big pop punk songs of the time. Absolutely. I think it, yeah, it fits with like, like you say, like it feels very of the time. Yes. I said it, it feels like the opening of a 2000s high school comedy. Yes. Which is totally my vibe. Like a 10 things I hate about you. Oh, that's perfect. Or, you know, clueless or American pie even, or something like that. Like, like there's a very specific kind of song that needs to open those movies. And this song is it. Yeah. Especially with those like slamming guitar riffs in between the vocal parts. Yes. I will say one thing I didn't like uh, in verse two, they have they go back to kind of what they did in verse one. Right. But they have there in the right side the really tinny guitar that dun, 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 yeah, am kind dun, of guitar. Dun, dun. Oh, you don't like that? I, it's unnecessary. It feels really distracting to me. Mm. I think it's a cool texture that it adds. I don't like it. I get it. But yeah, I feel like that was like maybe I feel like this is a guitar player's record. For sure. I'll just say that. Like we talked about the guitar a good bit. And I feel like that was one of those moments where the guitarist was like, oh, oh I think we should do this. Right. Well, and Pete Stewart, the producer who was the guitarist for Grandma Train, he's like, go. more guitar. I like your ideas. <laughs> Let's do it. Yes. And and yeah. to be clear, like, as we've said, the guitar playing on this record is awesome. You know, I'll speak for myself. I think the tone's really cool. So I never that never bothered me. But. Now that you say it, it, it does kind of stick out. So I can see how that would be distracting. Yeah, it feels really distracting. It feels like it doesn't need it. It feels yeah. like putting a hat on a hat. Mm, nice. <laughs> yeah. I think the bridge is like maybe the catchiest vocal part on the record. Yeah. Like lyrics are interesting mm-hmm. and the vocal melody is really good, which is not something I say a lot on the rest of the record. Yep. So mm. that helps with saying the song is the best but i mean that's what makes it i think the catchiest right so i think it seemed like they put all their eggs into the say it loud title track basket Basket, yeah yeah i love that you say that about the bridge lyrics being interesting because what i wrote was they're uh nonsensically fun yes so like i i they stuck out to me they're they're, i like them but in kind of like a nonsense way because it's like he rhymes uh mountains with jamming nowhere rocking rockin'. yeah that's yeah. what it is mountains with rocking <laughs> he says rocky mountains yeah, and then something rocking we're still rocking which is like such a bad rhyme it's not but a it's rhyme. fun to sing but it's so fun so you don't care yeah. yeah it really is i love this i love that okay so they use the trick again what is that where Josh? they go to a flat seven but i much prefer it here and i yep. found out i went into my closet with my guitar and played along to it until i figured it out but yep. yeah i like this one because it's a lot more of a dramatic like which is perfect for the end of the song to kind of like even if you were getting bored of the yeah. song like using that borrowed chord you're like what and then it like really brings it home again yeah so yep and not only did they do the borrowed chord, which I, I was going to ask about that, so I'm, I'm glad you made a point to, to break that down, but they also have the the breakdown drums alongside the it. halftime part, yeah. So it's this massive change. Yes. But it's still so good. It works. Halftime chorus, halftime chorus at the end is always great. Yes. Oh, it's yeah. Always that's a, great. That's a Kylan Savage. That's your oldest trick in your book. <laughs> For sure. That's how you make it, like... Like, especially if you got, like, an upbeat song, that's how you, yeah, you just got to do the halftime chorus. Hey, there the was end. that one track on Cities I didn't like, but they did the halftime at the cor- at the end on the chorus, and I made a note of it. I'm like, it's good. It works. There you go. It is always good. It is always good. Sweet. Well, I gave this track two thumbs up. If I could have given it three, I would, but I don't have a third thumb. You so. can borrow mine. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, wow. So we're at seven thumbs? 
I guess if we count Josh's thumbs, I think we can. I think that I think that changes. <laughs> does, the does that does that throw off your yeah. system? It's okay. not part of the right. patented system. Right. So cool. I'm not using thumbs yet because I'm not comfortable <laughs> with the system. That's fine, man. You'll get yet. it. Yet, I'm not familiar enough, but okay. You'll figure it out. Cool. Let's move on to track number four. Hey, wait. Wait, wait for what? Oh, sorry. Hey, wait. Uh, I love this. I cool love the fazy strings. Yes, yes. You like that? I do with the little tape effect yeah. and stuff, like real, real fazy. And that acoustic guitar tone, always great. I love it. I think that's one thing that you and I disagree on, Kylan. The the kind of that I'm gonna describe it as flat. Y'all can take umbrage with that, but that flat acoustic sound for some reason is really tired to me. If I'm honest. In 2002 or yeah. That's 2022. Teach talking. Okay. That's a good point, Josh. Right. Uh, this whole song though feels the most kind of like worshipy. Which maybe TJ may, maybe there's something about that. There's a lot of worship song, especially live in a sanctuary with an acoustic guitar straight through the system. Yes, like it's a pretty specific guitar sound. Yes, whereas I can understand how that's completely off-putting for me. It's like it's a maybe a nostalgia thing and one of the only nostalgia things that I have. Sure. For that. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I think for me, it's just like. Anytime a band on a record goes from like rocking real hard on a track like Say It Loud to something like this, it feels like the easy move. It feels like the safe move. For sure. And I think that's what's grinding my gears on this. I'm like, uh, this is like the obvious choice. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I don't like this song at all. Oh, really? I love that intro. Right. I love the intro, but yes, do not like the rest of the song. It's like if the Verve did a worship song. Oh! Got that like 90s like. Well, I, <laughs> you just blew my mind. That was exactly right. <laughs> Woo! My notes on this. I wrote this song is like Ordinary World by Duran Duran and Entertaining Angels by Newsboys had a baby and they bought it an acoustic guitar. <gasps> <laughs> oh, that's, really that's good. so good too. It's got vibes from both of those. For sure. Oh man, y'all are killing it. I will say I, I think that pre-chorus on this Outside of Say It Loud, maybe the most musically interesting part on the record to me. Why is that? I really like that. Is it where it does like the walk yeah, up? Well, like, and I think they, and I didn't figure out this one, but I think they like do do some borrowed chords there or something to, so I don't know. I just found that part really interesting. I really like that. And then when it hits the chorus, the chorus feels just kind of expected, but they hit, they got me unexpected with a pre-chorus. Yeah. So I did like that. The thing I hated most about this song was the splash, splash. Oh yeah, <laughs> that um, what's his name, Mark? Yeah, I think that's the right. Drummer does mm-hmm. uh, after the little vocal line. It's at two thirty-eight. If anybody wants to go and see what I'm talking about, it's so bad. Like as a drummer, it's just offensive. I don't know. I guess if you're like a drummer for Primus or something, maybe you <laughs> yeah like that. Primus. I don't. It's not my thing. Yeah, it's definitely got like uh, metal drummer inclination having to do worship music. Yes, on the on the church kit vibes. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. What can I do with this? Okay, here we yeah. go. Well, let's do track number five, inspiration. Dude, these drums are so good. It's a good groove. You like that? Yeah, with the hi-hats, like the going real fast on those hi-hats. What does it make you think of? I don't know. What? Comparison, Kylan doesn't have something? Uh, I don't know. It's just like a real, I don't know. It's just real groovy. I can't think of anything specific off the top of my head. Um, okay. 
It reminded me of Linkin Park. Really? Yeah. Interesting. It reminds me of Modest Yahoo. Modest Yahoo, I could see more because it's got that real kind of like reggae, groovy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like white boy funky. Hmm. And I kind of hate it. You hate it? Mm-hmm. It's, really? it's one of those things that feels try hard to me. It's like it's like you're stretching just to do something different, which I like. I like the dynamic shift on this song, that section. It's like the verse, I guess. But then it goes right back to like being the straightforward pop punk power, power ballad, just like all the other ones. Yeah. yeah. I did make a note on on the drum beat. On I did notice that one and I liked it. You so like that? I'm on your side, Kylan. Yeah. I liked it. It was like the first like really interesting drum moment for me it is i agree with that like it is but i get where you're coming from too that makes sense to me too uh i did write down sweet sweet bass on that intro though yeah the bass was that's cool. where that's where i first really noticed the bass um another thing the guitar instrumentation on the chorus feels so heavy so heavy compar- like it feels like so metal compared to what the chorus is and that's the part that reminds me to lincoln park because the it has that kind of funky thing and then it goes heavy that's why it reminds me of Linkin Park. Interesting. Okay, that makes sense to me. Because they they like ride the line. Yeah. As a band. Yeah, but he does like the dun dun dun, like those like uh, like, like yeah, palm muted like chunky. Like it's real heavy, but lyrically it's like not at all. And that dichotomy is so weird to me. Well, yeah. And then it's just like why why are you sh- like okay. I wrote all these notes like kind of like as I was going through the song, but now that we're kind of talking about it as a whole and you brought up the kind of like try hard thing, mm-hmm. I'm definitely getting that vibe from this song and it makes me like it a little less. Yeah. I feel like everyone's just kind of like, oh, we can all just like shred on our instruments. <laughs> There's space for everybody all the time. Yeah, but I don't know if there is. Yeah. And it's funny too, these lyrics are so hopeful and they're like bright and happy. And again, that doesn't match. Like the way he's singing is happy and and poppy and peppy, and that doesn't match the like Chucky metal guitar. But I can see why like little puppy dog Teej was into this in two thousand two. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. It's a good like introduction into like maybe something a little heavier, like rock. Yeah, yeah. And it's still got the like the bright optimistic lyrics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're like, it's it, it's not devil music. It's like, right, it's right, exactly. about happy things. <laughs> uh, this is the first song, the line, we can change the world by changing just one life. This was the first time that, you know, we, I feel like we've talked about this a lot on the podcast. I like do not pay attention to lyrics. Right. Um, this stuck out. This is something that like, this was sort of where things started to crack <laughs> for me, where I was like, <laughs> It started to kind of pull me out of like the vibe sure. and be like, huh, what was that line? <laughs> That's not a good line. Well, and he's, yeah, this is where it caught on for me where I'm like, he's just singing about bland, non specific ideas. Like, and yeah. that's not a good, like, it, of course, sounds nice, but it's just it's all a bunch of platitudes. It's like nothing yeah. specific. Yeah. Like, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, had, I had a little bit of a revelation listening to this. I think that Sanctus Real. It's almost like I tend to be one way, but there are certain bands, especially during this time in my life, where I they were one of those bands that I was a vibe guy with them specifically. 
Yeah. So like you're our resident vibe guy, Kylan, but I was a vibe guy listening to this music in 2002. So I didn't really listen to the lyrics as much. Well, that makes sense. I feel like I feel like this is a record that was probably heard a lot like over a church loudspeaker during youth group like playing at, games at and D stuff now. during it yeah exactly so absolutely which yeah there's a market for this but it, it it does feel all very like calculated or or what have you to be just sort of like lowest common denominator lyrically yeah. and, like, and sometimes a little hokey yeah yeah maybe oh for sure like had i been had i listened to this record when it came out like when i was like 13 or so like this would have been probably one of my favorite records. Yeah. So that makes me feel better because I, I really enjoyed it when it came out. And I, that was my experience with it. Cool. Oh, um, did we do how many thumbs? No, I don't think we've done it since Hey Wait. So Hey Wait got one thumb. Okay. And Inspiration gets half a thumb. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so we're at bad. seven and a half thumbs. Yeah, I think that's right. Cool. Oh, good. That was good fast math on my part, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. yeah good job, bud proud of you oh, thanks yeah, i totaled it up already so we'll find out oh okay cool all right moving on to track number six audience of one how about that chuggy guitar uh this guitar part this reminded me of something a specific song and i cannot for the life of me remember what i know what you mean do you guys have any idea no it has just that super familiar feeling though i can't place it either but i have the same feeling is it a paramore it does song have maybe? Paramore vibes. Oh, it could be <laughs> yeah Maybe even like pressure or something like early Paramore. Or, yeah, or even like stuff off Brand New Eyes. I could hear. Yeah, yeah. This is the track that plays during that um, that comedy you mentioned earlier, Kylan. Whenever it's like the end of Act Two and everything's just like falling apart, and there's somebody for like sure. driving and they're really angry. Oh, for sure. Or or a food fight. <laughs> or a food Either fight. One. Equally. Either one. Um. Yeah, the guitar is awesome though. Yeah, this is a this is just a fun guitar record. I don't have much else about this song. I have one more thing, but I'll let you guys maybe talk about it a little bit more first. Well, I really like that it's like up tempo and then it drops into that halftime yeah. chorus like we've talked about. Super fun. I can imagine this as a blast to see live. Yeah, yeah. Lyrically, and I like that they do that chucka chucka in the middle of the breakdown. It's like a classic punk trope. Mm -hmm. They do it in the middle of the breakdown chorus. Yeah. I think that's cool. What were you going to say, Josh? I say lyrically, this one is a little, a step up in by just being a little more personal, which I appreciated compared to a lot of the other stuff on the record. Yes. And I think that, yeah. and I think it's one of the catchier choruses on the record. Cause a lot of this, by the time, like musically, I'm like, this is fine. But when the chorus would come along, nothing was really happening to really like, make it stand out from any of the other songs so right like this one felt like okay you're you're making some of the right moves in this one yeah yep absolutely and i'm glad i'm glad to hear you mention the lyrics being a little stronger because they're personal on this one i think they definitely resonated with 2002 tej because like you know before i had ever heard of the enneagram i was a, a burgeoning enneagram four and it so it really spoke to the whole like authenticity value staying true to yourself even if you're only doing it for an audience of one whoever that is you know that makes sense so that stuck out to me yeah um yeah the lyrics didn't stick out to me on this song but i take that as a good thing on this record <laughs> heard 
heard. This was just me just trying to give him a little bit more credit compared to all the rest of the songs. So I'm like, okay, you're trying a little bit better in writing. So yeah, um, the buildup into that breakdown, that stop is like it. It almost feels like too long. I wrote that break felt too long. <laughs> well, like the break happens and then the lyric hits in the space, which is kind of weird. Yeah, but a just uncanny. But just even like like the silence, like it feels like it went on like a beat too long, like a split second where I'm just like, wait, did did the track pause? Like I don't, and then it comes in, and I'm like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, all right, all right, I'm back in it. But like I don't know, it takes you out of it. It does. I think that's a taste thing. I because I I also now that you mention it, I agree. I never like had words to put to that until now. But I, I always noticed it. Because I, I love a good like build up, stop, and then hit real heavy. But you want it to hit right back on, on time. It just feels a little too like like maybe live, stretch it out, and that's cool. But on the record, it it's like just enough time to sort of like it stay on tempo. Distract me. Yeah. To be like, hmm. Hold on, is everything alright? <laughs> Did my CD skip? And then it hits. I'm like, oh okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which was a real question back when you were listening to this in O2. It, it sure was. Yes, exactly. Cool. You guys got anything else? Uh, the only other thing I said is that uh, you always win me over whenever there's like multiple vocals lining up over each other, like which is very like, brand new, Taking Back mm-hmm. Sunday. So they did that, and I was like, I'll always appreciate that. For sure. So True. Yep. Other than that, that's all I can say. Well, I'll go ahead and show my hand and say that this song got two TJ thumbs up. Oh, wow. Two, all right. And before we move to track seven, I'd like to invite you two and all the listeners over to the Philosopher's Corner with Professor Philosopher. Hello, Professor. Hello, greetings. I would like to posit that with one word change of the lyrics of the song Audience of One by Sanctus Real, it can be a powerful and profound treatise on self-care. In 2022, this song from 2002, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. What's the word? Of? I'm going to no, good try. Uh, to make my case, uh, I'm going to read the lyrics very quickly with this word change. Okay. Audience of one by Sanctus Real, amended by Professor Philosopher. Self, you see every part of me. I'm tired of feeling underground. It's time to take this inside and all my insecurity. It always gets the best of me now. You and I will be all right if there's nothing more to come. Because self, I know I sing tonight for an audience of one. There's something new inside of me. I'm overwhelmed by what I've found. Time to take this inside. And all my insecurity, I won't let it get the best of me now. Time to turn this thing around. It's time to turn this thing around. Far from these ordinary ways, I'll stay. So far from these ordinary ways, I'll stay. What word did you change? <laughs> it's a big one. The word was Lord. Oof. Oh, yeah. You taking God out of the song? Ooh. I'm simply Ooh. proposing an interpretation of the song with one word changed for those that may feel it's helpful. And if not... No, I, I with that change, this could be the self-care anthem of 2022. I'm telling you, man. That's beautiful. That's so good. Anyway, track seven. Thank you, Professor Philosopher. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> thanks, thanks for thanks for showing up. My pleasure. Take time out of your busy schedule. <laughs> Thank you. I was waiting to see if you had anything else. No. Cool. The way I feel. 
Tell me about the way you feel, Kylan. <laughs> I like his voice more on this song than any other song. Hmm. I feel like he's singing a little bit differently. One, I think his voice works better with that kind of upbeat acoustic. And at times he seems to be kind of like yeah, pushing his register a little bit. Like almost how you were talking about with Stephen Christian doing like the yes. yelly thing. He doesn't yell, but he's like but he's pushing. maybe kind of straining a little bit. Agreed. Uh, and I think that's great. Definitely. And then he does the falsetto. Yes. It's like, yeah, his voice is never better on the record. Yeah, it really works. It really works. I agree. I, I like that this is a super fun mid-tempo rocker, you know, like mm -hmm. the tom, tom, tom and and beat thing. Like the stop is really cool. Hand claps. Like how are you going yep. to be mad about hand claps? I like the hand claps. That was my last note. Claps. Claps. <laughs> <laughs> um, I read a review of this album on Jesus Freak Hideout, and uh, the author of the review compared this song to Matchbox 20. There you go. There's my Rob Thomas thing. Yeah, yep. that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of that on this record. Yep. It's like a transition from that like 90s acoustic rock into the like the kind of pop punk like the mid 2000s. Yeah. This it's is like a it great, kind of bridges. It bridges. It bridges yeah. a lot of that. That's so true. Yeah. Nicely done. Yeah. This one, I like the claps and this one was one of the more memorable choruses for me, in my opinion, uh, but more super bland lyrics. Mm. So. Yep. True. Yeah, and that that sends me right back to um, my realization that I was a vibe guy when it came to this album. Yeah, it was more about the the way I feel <laughs> when I listen to this music as opposed to thinking about the lyrical values. No, and I like I like the descending like chord. Yeah, like the progression going on with him going to kind of that falsetto. Like I did like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Well, that's what I was saying. I've been saying this whole record, like musically. I loved and a lot of times though the lyrics were a little too distracting a little too like worshipy maybe the, mm. definitely the weak point uh, which was sort of a concern for Josh and I I know going in that we had kind of talked about yeah yeah and it, that to me kind of came true a little bit but musically like this song was really fun I enjoyed it yeah I also think one of the things that's really strong about this song is that they do dip into that very vulnerable quiet version of the chorus and then send it right back up again. So like we've had a lot of versions um, of the power ballad that's just kind of like a wall of sound all the way through with some dynamic changes. But I feel like this is the first one where we really get, like you said, Kylan, a showcase of his vocal range and that falsetto coming out with none of the instruments kind of like getting in the way. Yep. And then it hits back real strong um, to finish out the song, which I liked. I thought that was like cool. Uh, songwriting choice on their part for sure this one got two thumbs up from me two thumbs up sweet moving on to the next track track number eight i love you oh thanks bud man no problem i feel like you guys are willfully misinterpreting the song titles as i say them what are you talking about uh this was the inevitable of this album for me <laughs> explain i okay the first line is what? Can you look past the cliche? Here is my joke. Can you look past the cliche of that guitar line? <laughs> Woo! Uh, this has very freshman college, I'm the acoustic guitar guy energy. Shots like, fired. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. Yeah. I'm just like, I do not like it. Okay. The acoustic, for an acoustic song where it's just him singing and acoustic, the acoustic does nothing other than just that little 
chord, stop chord, the whole song. Over again. It's so yes. boring. That's what I'm saying. Fre- like, freshman in college. But who doesn't know really how to do much. I'm the acoustic guitar. guitar guy. Yes. Like, yeah. It was exactly. That. Exactly. It's like, yeah, I can play Wonderwall and, and, and like two Bob Dylan songs. <laughs> yes. And, and I learned Hey There, Delilah. Kind that of. That was me. <laughs> I was like, I can play Hey There, Delilah. What's it like in New York City? <laughs> okay. But they've already proved on this record they're pretty. They can shred. Adept at their guitars. Yes. And then yes. you just have like yes. this. Like, what? Yeah. Ugh, yeah. I feel like, okay, I'm going to say this was like a backdoor marketing ploy because they knew that every youth group 15-year-old dude was yeah. could play this song. It was accessible. Right. And so they're like, we're going to slip one in there that's really easy. And so everybody's going to know our music because yeah. every 15-year-old kid is going to learn this. Well, this goes back to my sort of feeling that it's like kind of calculated for that like D-Now Absolutely. thing. Which, yeah. in their defense makes a lot of sense it reveals how logical of a move it was for them to go full worship band in a few records time right for sure yeah yeah so as a marketing or like a business strategy i hate to be so cynical about it but like it makes sense i have to hand it yeah no it totally does yeah but as a song pretty bland um my my favorite thing uh, uh, about the song is that it's barely over two minutes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank yeah. God it's short. I said, oh, glad that's over. Thank goodness it's only two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I gave it half a thumb for being dynamically different. And then I and then I said, this is a demo. Work on it some more and then put it on a record. Yeah, like, exactly. You could have maybe developed mm, it more, but nice. it, it sounds like this was mer- very eleventh hour. Like Matt's like. Oh, I just wrote another song for the record because this is a new song. It's not one of the ones that they redid. Mm. So maybe they're just like in the studio and he's up Weird. late one night and he's like, oh, I got something. This is going to be our good riddance. Like, but it's not. Like, it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's funny. Nice. All right, moving on to track number nine, All I Want. Okay, so I'll, I'll just admit it. I said... On I Love You, I said chill filler track. And on this one, I said loud filler track. Yep. This was one of the more forgettable ones for me. Super forgettable. This is the next part for me, though, where, like, musically, this was really cool. I love that intro. Pretty sure, like, if you just if you just played the intros for every song on this record, I'd be like, hell yeah. This is the best record we've listened to so far. I said that. Their intros are all great. I said Sanctus Real knows how to begin and end a song. Yes. It's a real first fire syndrome, if you will. Hey! Oh, there, there it is. is. Nice. There it is. Yeah. Good job, Josh. Calling it back. Bringing it back. But this was another one that lyrically really distracted me because this is this feels really bad to it's me. It's bad, man. We've got to give it's it to bad. the one who made me. Like, <laughs> yeah, he goes from we. It's worse to, when you just say it. I know, it's, I know. To me, like when you hear it, song, it's like, oh, that's weird. But when you say <laughs> like it, it it's work, terrible. But... Welcome yeah. to another episode of Grammar Jams Now. Oh yeah, Grammar Jams Now. Grammar Jams Now. Welcome everybody. We're glad to have you back. Yes. All I want is for this song to have better <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> To stay in either the singular or the plural first person pronoun. Because it's so confusing, too, in that chorus. He says, all I want is to bring you back to love. I've got, we've got, we've got to give it to the one who made me. 
Real identity crisis. <laughs> Not the one who made you. It's like, one, it's adding the you in there, and then the we. Like, who is talking to what? Back to the one who made me. I don't know. Like, what is going on? And, and it's a little preachy. I don't know. Very much so. What do you mean a little? Yeah. TJ, what are, what are your thumbs on this one, TJ? Okay, for the first time ever, this is a CJN uh, historical moment. Zero thumbs, oh, y'all. Zero, zero thumbs, thumbs have but been you zero gave, thumbs. But you gave you gave I love you more you gave a half a thumb? Because it's the only acoustic track. Okay. Entirely acoustic track on the record. So in the context of the record, I gave it points, half a point okay. for just being dynamically different. Half a thumb. This one me. doesn't add anything. Yeah, it doesn't. You could lose it. And this is one that they've had from like their previous album. So I'm like, if you've had a song for this long, you should have like developed it a little bit more and made it interesting yeah you should have better songs that you're like oh we can re-record this one but yeah 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 i agree like either get rid of it or or shape it up a little bit i wrote the heavier chord progression reminded me of like a heavier audio adrenaline song or maybe even like early pod or something yep which i don't know i don't see them as that band and so that's a detracting element for me didn't work don't like it. Zero thumbs. <laughs> Zero thumbs. Zero thumbs. Moving on to the next track, Nothing to Lose, except maybe that last track. That's two tracks. Um, this kind of surprised me. I thought with the guitar intro, I thought it was going to be a lot faster and not that kind of like halftime-y thing. Mm. But you I do. Admit, this is my. It's it's a little catchy. This is this. I wrote this chorus melody is my favorite. It's so catchy. Yeah. And it reminded me his voice even a little bit reminded me. This reminded me of, kind of of like a Motion City soundtrack. Song. Oh okay. Oh yeah. All right. It, maybe without like if it had some synth in there, it could be. I sure. feel like a Motion City song musically. Yeah. Yeah. And it, the way his voice sounds and that melody really to me feels very motion mm-hmm. city yeah which they weren't they weren't doing stuff until a little bit later oh, three right? was whenever i am the movie came out i think yeah so they were around but okay yeah so i wonder if maybe like this song as a result of the genre kind of mutating was actually like proto motion city fodder not this song per se but like this sound was like on its way to something that's a little more like modern i think so well i think that goes back to what i was saying of like this record in general feels like kind of a bridge, a bridge between yeah. like 90s acoustic rock and like mid-2000s pop punk for sure i also think this song is a good example of uh something i realized about this band about why i liked this band i think i kind of mentioned it in part a but i I really feel like Sanctus Real is the Kroger brand. What are all the what are all the off brand? <laughs> great value. Great, great value, value, thank you. Yeah. Uh great great value brand Reliant K Ooh. for me personally. So it's sort of like and and to be clear, I love the store brand versions of things. So that's not necessarily a dig. It's just like that's how they always felt to me. They were the other version of this band that I right. kind of also really liked that makes sense to me and this song is a great example of that because i don't know there's nothing that like blows my mind but i like it it's just kind of fine like it's okay yeah there's nothing wrong with it 
right? I thought musically the first time listening to this, I was like, okay, this is one of the better songs on the record. So I was like, maybe this is going to be my favorite one. And then by the second time I listened to it, the chorus just started grating on me because it's catchy. But it just, it's a real, like, alexithemia thing where it just, it just, it just repeats. It's the, it doesn't develop yeah. more. It's not longer. It just, right. so by the time he's repeated it. It doesn't go anywhere. By the time the third chorus hits, he, they started with it. So it's been, like, four choruses, and it just wears on me. Right. But musically, I really liked it. Yeah. One of my favorite parts was how they're really digging on the low strings on the pre-chorus going. I really mm-hmm. like that part. Yeah. I also wonder with that bridge, what the world needs now is a little know-how to turn itself right upside down. I want to know, is that a riff on Dionne Warwick? What the world, what the world needs, needs now. now is love, sweet love. I thought that too. That was really distracting for me. Of like, it, Is Matt like, a fan of Dionne Warwick? I mean, who isn't? I mean, sure. I got no problem with it. I just, I wouldn't have expected a, a track 10 on a Sync This Real album to, to be like a subtle Dionne Warwick reference. I know. I was really hoping for like track eight or nine. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. A little further yeah, yeah, up. For sure. I think this was the title track on their previous record. So maybe they did start off strong. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I, can I, mean, see I wonder why they put it so far down in the Bring record. Some energy because they knew it was good. Yeah. The drums. Speaking of energy, yeah, well, the lift. drums really came alive in that last chorus, which I really enjoyed. And mm-hmm. I felt there could have been much more of that on the record interesting drum parts mm. yep because it's one of the few for me yeah that makes sense i agree this one got one and a half thumbs from tj cool pretty strong i liked it yeah all right let's move on to track number 11 won't walk away this sounds i just wrote punk rock intro well, it sounds like a surf song with intro yeah <laughs> yeah it does it's a little out of place but personally i like so i do too but it does feel really weird it's like yeah. oh where did that come from and then that real like late 90s like pop rock kind of thing with that guitar like that feels very like uh, yeah 90s pop rock right but again that's an example of the guitar like staying interesting and like it's forward in the mix mm-hmm. I liked his voice on this yeah his voice sounds good I feel like it works on this song the lyrics are so hopeful they're like they're optimistic and peppy and there's like a loyalty, like an underlying loyalty in yeah in the lyricism all across this album, but especially on this song. I liked this song. It kind of it kind of won me back a little bit after "I Love You." You said, "Okay, I won't walk away." I won't walk away. Although, let's move on to the last track after today, where I immediately wanted to <laughs> walk away. <laughs> Okay, not immediately. Not immediately. Um, I did say I really like the cool kind of reverse effect on the guitar. The intro guitar feels very like Jets to Brazil. Mm. That kind of like slidey in that like that guitar tone. Yeah. Uh, this song is way too long. This one appeared on their 1999 and 2001 albums. So this is the third time they've included this song on a record. So they really like it. Mm. They must really believe in it for them to include it and put it as the last track. I think they just saw it as a strong closer. Well, good for them. <laughs> say say what you will. Okay. <laughs> say what you will about what? the length I mean, of the song. <laughs> but, like, w- is there a better closer on this record? No, there's not. Thank you. No. I, I mean, this song, but, like, cut Could it Could they half. have shortened it? 
Yeah. Yeah, because it doesn't add anything as it like goes along. It's like so repetitive to be so long. Agreed. Um, but it is like really good. Like I said, that Jets to Brazil guitar is really cool. Yeah, it is. His voice on this one as opposed to some of the other ones, that's one interesting thing about his voice is I feel like it does a couple different things yeah. on this record. Like there's not like a real like solidified vocal style, which I think is actually really cool. That, that That's actually a plus for me on mm, this record. That there's some variety. Uh, he sounded a lot like, uh, I don't know his name, Josh. I know you know his name. The guy from Thousand Foot Crutch. Trevor McNeven. Yes. Yeah, he kind of does have yeah. that here. I yeah. can see that. Yeah, my problem with the six plus minute song is that, like you said, lyrically, like lyrically it didn't go anywhere. It, it kind of like it rises and falls and rises and falls. But um, it repeated the same thing a lot of times. So as we've said before, it's very repetitive and, and it's a little bit preachy on the front end. It, it I had a weird experience, though, with it. The second time I listened to it, for some reason... At the very end of this song, he repeats the line that he starts with, that God's got a plan, understanding isn't my place. And for some reason, I didn't mind it the last time I heard it. But I think it's because it has this kind of like cathartic, anthemic, big, yeah. loud instrumental ending with some like slide guitar. And I feel like that was like the lamp lighting of the preachy lyric. It kind of like made it work a little bit. Yeah, more for me as a listener. Yeah, i i appreciated I appreciated what this song was trying to do. Um, I think it could have been maybe done a little bit better. They maybe they could have, like you said, done it more effectively in less time. Um, I was like, maybe we could have used another mid tempo dynamic song like this in the middle of the record to break up things. Um, lyrically not my favorite but it's feels more personal than some of the more just kind of straightforward bland just like platitude stuff that he had been singing about right and it actually the song actually develops which is a nice change of pace um did it develop into something like that was i was super satisfied with not really but i kind of gave him points for trying for sure with this one so which is what you want in a which i like in a closing track where it develops and it takes you on a journey to really end it off in the record in a big kind of maybe profound way. But this one it had good intentions. It just didn't totally land. Yeah. 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 It's interesting because I felt similar about this song as I did with the closer on uh, cities Yeah, and felt like they were both trying to kind of do the same thing, like wrapping it up in this anthemic way. And it's got several sections. Um, so I can see what they're going for. Um, I really liked the slide, the lead guitar part at the end that had some slide in it. Like I thought that was really fun. Um, but it, it did kind of have a lackluster feel in that it is really repetitive. Yeah. Uh, listeners, you may have noticed that Kylan had to step away. Uh, I'll take this opportunity to ask you, TJ, who had a better after today? Sanctus Real or Kylan? <laughs> Nice one. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Uh, I'll say this without a doubt. Kylan's after today is way catchier. Way catchier. It's an earworm, man. It'll get stuck in your brain. So audience, if you haven't heard Kylan's after today, check it out. 
Uh, if I can talk him into it, we'll put it in the show notes so you can give it a listen because it's yes, great. Definitely, you just put it in there. He'll never know. Yeah, yeah. Put it in right at the end. Maybe we'll surprise him. He won't know it's there. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of surprise, TJ. Yeah. There's a surprise with this song, isn't there? There's a secret track, man. Whoa. It's crazy. Secret track. Which, you know, in the in the age of Spotify, isn't really a thing. So. If you're streaming this album, it's it's its own track, but the original version, it was, you know, so many minutes later on the same track. Which is which is interesting because like Reliant K has secret tracks on Anatomy and Two Lefts, but those are in the same song on Spotify. But this one is now its own separate track. Right. As opposed to being oh, buried. I, I, I've noticed dinned. some bands have done that where they separate it out and I don't know what the decision comes down to. But yeah, it's called Jesus Metal. In parentheses, slam the devil. Slam the devil. And my question for you, Josh, is. Is this a direct Striper reference? Is it an impression of Striper? Is it their it's gotta take be. on it? It's gotta be. Well, and this is what, like you were talking about, those 80s hair yes. metal influences. Yes. This is where you're like, okay, obviously they Clearly. like that kind of music, which is super fun, which they got chops. I don't know, maybe this is some uh, Pete Stewart Could be. coming through from that. Like, Could be. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 that's just a guess. It's it's a fun song. I, well, I said this is cheesy. The '80s hair metal is fun, um, and this is a song that I would have absolutely loved when I was a kid. That's I would have been like showing all my friends. I've been like, oh, I loved hidden tracks, um, especially like funny ones and whatnot. But absolutely. So I I, I appreciate. I know that like if I would have had this record when I was a kid, I would have really enjoyed this part and been showing it to everyone and thought it was great and like an air guitar into it in my room absolutely so i can appreciate it in that right imagining what if i'd had this record 20 years ago that i would have done and i think that they recording it felt the same way they were like this is going to be so funny this is going to be so fun it's going to be a great secret track everybody's going to love it and i think i loved it when i first heard it and looking back i'm like yeah i see the joy that was probably had by them recording it and by everyone that listened to it in 2022 do i get that same joy not as much but do i get a chuckle out of it sure you know it's 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 funny it's still funny did you did how did the, how did you discover this song like when you were listening to it on the cd oh i ju- i just noticed just like, that the because you gotta wait like four minutes or yeah the runtime of the song just kept going you know and so i just kept listening thinking i there would be there's got to be something i used to sometimes when i was a kid i would listen to music as i was going to sleep on my cd player mm. and there would be times like where i'd fall asleep and then like wake up at when like the secret i remember this <laughs> happening specifically with jesus Freak, oh it's gotta be terrifying like, well and it's like i haven't i'm like am i dreaming this yeah is this actually being played on my cd player right now oh, like it was just it's a, almost a super like a disorienting sacred moment. thing yeah yeah like i just had no idea so i was wondering if there was like this hazy like discovery that you had with it or were you just like listening like just left the cd on and then it came on you're like whoa or did you know about that going into the record that this was on? no i had no clue 
and and I didn't know what to expect. And then when it happened, I just kind of laughed and embraced it. I think I don't know. I I actually don't have as much memories surrounding this secret track as I do with like some Reliant K and a few others. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But I but I do remember it being ridiculous. The the line about changing the Camaro's oil at the end is just like they were laughing so hard in the studio making that yeah. and I'm just like okay, good good for you. You had some fun. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I appreciate that. And I mean it had some wood block, you know? They didn't go cowbell, they went wood block. Oh yeah, yes, you're right. You don't hear that a lot. Wood block doesn't get enough enough exposure. Agreed. Doesn't get enough attention. I want to ask though: Does Jesus Metal get any thumb ratings, or is it contained within After Today? That's a great question, and I decided not to include it because, as a secret track, to me it feels like a joke, and it doesn't feel like part of the the cohesive record. So I didn't give it any points. I think that's a good call. Uh, I did give After Today one thumb up, though. Okay. So. For, for any of you uh, math nerds out there, you've probably figured out how many points that is. And two thumbs for every song would be a perfect score. So the perfect score is 24. So was anybody paying attention? Do you know the number? Um, but first, I want to know, Josh, what do you think about this album, man? We talked a lot about it. We had some opinions. Kylan's going to weigh in. But for you, man, does Say It Loud by Sanctus Real flop or does it bob are we flopping or bobbing right now we're doing it man all right i have a prepared statement for this Ooh. it's not super prepared i just have points i can't wait okay my overall thoughts on this record uh all the songs sound a little too similar they're mm-hmm. all built around the same tempo and feel um there's not really enough to differentiate them each song individually is like yeah there's cool parts that are happening musically i think it sounds great um the production on this record i think they did a really good job for being their first like studio record um it sounds maybe more big budget than i would have expected so i thought that was good the thing that just loses me is the lyrics and and we Mm -hmm. were comparing like as you mentioned this like to being reliant k adjacent and i'm like maybe musically and even talent wise at this time they are maybe better than reliant k oh wow matt tyson's lyrics are leagues above matt hammond's Without a doubt. At this point. Yeah, because even on Rolling K's first record, maybe musically it's not the best, but it's got so many like lyrical things that you can remember and recall that stood out. So I, I said I would have loved to hear more personal writing. Um, and, and I'm not like the biggest lyric guy, but when it's just like super bland, kind of boring, the thing, it felt to me like maybe like it could have been like a youth group leader that like some kids were writing songs and the youth group leader is like, Oh, let me like just write some lyrics over your songs to make them about Jesus so we can play them at youth group or something. I love like, that. That's about like that's the great. depth to that, that, I, that that's what I got. I'm like, it feels the equivalent to like motivational posters to where like the lyrics, <laughs> I don't like disagree with the lyrics. They're not wrong, <laughs> but they're just not like inspiring. Oh my God. In a a motivational way. poster record. That's incredible. Yes, lyrically, yeah. And and that's why, like, for the few times that he did have moments of being a little more personal or, like, having something interesting, like, in the in Say It Loud, most of Say It Loud I really like. Um, and then, like, the lyrics for that bridge that we mentioned, like, even though they don't super make sense, I'm like, at least it's fun to sing along with, which, like, right. a lot of that, it just, 
there wasn't enough like it's all just regular what you would expect there's just nothing nothing really super distinct and unique about it which we compare to like Matt Thiessen's songs or okay and here's I didn't I teased it at the beginning but bringing it back to my uh what we talked about with newsboys and take me to your leader is that maybe the songs like they didn't have enough to develop them or like enough lyrics to put in them like they feel like because like we talked about with the newsboy stuff that you kind of start getting tired of them but then there was Mm. always something enough to like bring you back it was some wacky lyric or some like sure cool musical thing here Mm -hmm. but everything just felt very predictable and kind of the same like on the same level so there was nothing to like be like i'm getting bored of this song but then he just mentioned he just talked about like who's on display in the british museum but like there was none of that none of that kind of kooky lyricism yeah to bring you out of like yeah so that was just my biggest issue with it um there was nothing like terrible other than like i love you which i did not like there wasn't anything that i was like nah this is this is bad but there's just nothing to really just like make it more than an average record Mm. and i think for that i have to flop it Ooh, i'm giving it a flop it flops i gotta draw a line somewhere otherwise i'm just bopping everything that's true man I, i respect your integrity in that way um yeah no that makes sense um i think i can i can really see where you're coming from i um you know for me 2022 teach i've i've kind of created this juxtaposition as we've been thinking about this record 2002 teach and 2022 teach and uh 2022 teach has a harder time leaning into as you talk about the lyricism this sort of unquestioning belief in a bright future this optimism this kind of vague you know hope that um that seems to come up a lot on this record um especially in the world that we're living in now there's there's a lot of darkness if we're honest um compared to uh kind of the the goofy uh halcyon days of 2002 but another part of 2022 teach really admires the ability that um matt and the gang had to write songs that are hopeful that are upbeat and a part of me that's maybe a little more uh heartfelt or you know a part of me that's coming from an emotional place wants to scoop up a little bit of that and just put some of that steadfast optimism in my pocket you know from this plucky punk band from 2002 I just want to carry around that optimism. So, you know, listening through to this album, I I had a good time overall, uh, both listens that I did. And as, you know, some very attentive listeners will know, uh, this album got 15 and a half thumbs out of 24 thumbs, which means that it gets a score out of 100 of 65. So it comes in, as barely a bop it just squeaks over the pass fail line into bop town and i think a lot of that's nostalgia if i'm honest but uh 2022 tej thinks that we all need a little more hope in our lives and a little more optimism so i'm giving it a bop we'll see what kylan says and he'll be the tiebreaker tiebreaker yeah i can't wait to see what he says He's probably going to crush all my dreams and hopes and and just flop it. But 
who knows? Maybe he'll maybe he'll go Bop Town with me. But you know what? I like Bop Town. I like I like this. Yeah. Taking the train to Bop Town. That's right. But I I really respect your uh your your flop call there, Josh. Yeah. Well, and I I recognize obviously like that Sanctus Real goes on to be a much more successful band and I've heard a few songs here and there of some of their later stuff, so I do think that he develops into definitely a, be- a better lyricist. Sure. So I'm like, I know that he's not just like a terrible, like his lyrics never get better from this point. Like I do think right. they do. So I'm just there's like, at this point there. in time, he just, yeah, there's growth. At this point, he just hadn't quite gotten it down yet. He was still, he was still learning. Yeah. So not to say that they never improved because they did. Yep. I agree. Especially on Fight the Tide. I really like that album. I'm excited to dig into that one at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one I think I'm more familiar with than nice. definitely than Say Loud. So maybe that one's got a shot at a bop for Josh. It could. It could. All right. Well, while uh, Kylan was uh, sneaking away, I uh, I found some pictures and I sent them to our group text. And I don't know if you saw it, Josh, but oh, wow. it's, I'm looking at them right it's, now. Uh, it's the two Matts, right? Uh, Matt Hammett, right? Is that his last name, Hammett? Yes. And Matt Thiessen of Reliant K. And to just further back up my argument of Sanctus Real as the Kroger brand, Reliant K, these pictures are just ridiculous. We may have to put them in the show notes as well for for listeners to look at uh, because both Matts are live on stage. They both have like this glow coming off from the, the lights with some like fog, you know, smoke atmosphere they're both wearing (laughs) i can't even i can't even say without laughing um plaid pearl snap shirts uh and they both have a guitar hung fairly low that they're playing and they both have the golden locks that are just swooping down their heads so gracefully and you know they've got some some emotive stares that they're sending out I into the crowd. I love how focused Matt Thiessen is. Oh in yeah, this picture. some real focus. Um, so I just I, I kept coming back to this thing of like they're they're just the Kroger brand Reliant K, and I mean that with the utmost respect. I really like Kroger brand. You're you're using that as a compliment. I am. I okay. think the licks, the guitar licks, and and kind of the the general hopeful, uh, bright, plucky punk pop vibes that sanctus real is giving off that makes them unique that's the savings when you buy kroger brand so i don't know what else to say i love kroger brand is this is this episode sponsored by kroger yeah god i wish i know that'd be nice kroger if you're listening we'd, we'd love to make you a, yeah. an Even official just sponsor send me some gift cards <laughs> so i can buy some groceries and josh some some gift yeah. cards man all right. Hey, guys. Kylan jumping back in here. Sorry I had to bail for the end of that. Uh, but I wanted to give my final word on Say It Loud. So here's the thing. I know I kind of complained a lot about the album, but I've been thinking about it, and the song itself, Say It Loud, is just such a bop. The rest of the album you know obviously worked to varying degrees work didn't work but i'm gonna say that like i would give this album maybe like a six out of ten 
So I'm going to say this like squeaked by to be a bop. So like just barely. I don't think I'm going to really enjoy any other Sanctus Real albums. This might be the top for me. But there you have it. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Well, I think that's about all for, for Say It Loud. Um, I think that about wraps it up. And we're very excited, speaking of Reliant K, for y'all to stick around and check out our next episode. Josh, what do we got coming? We have a special guest planned for a Reliant K episode that is very near and dear to us. Um, I think it's been requested. It has. At this point, or at least in the first round last year. Yeah. That people were asking, like, yo, when are we going to get to this Reliant K record? Because you got to. And we are getting to it. That's right. So we have the guests that we have on are Danny and Jest from Sadie Hawkins Pod. Sadie Hawkins Pod. Yes. We have our first guest. So go check them out. They have many, many episodes out where they break down Reliant K songs. Um, In each episode, they've had some pretty big name guests, including members of Reliant K on there. So definitely check out if you're a Reliant K fan and you want to dig into more of their songs the songs one by on a one by one basis definitely check out their podcast and we are extremely excited to have them on our podcast yeah coming up and, soon. and they go back with with reliant k and so i'm really excited to get their their take on things their insight on really truly the record that started it all the record that that really kicked off this whole podcast was two lefts don't make a right but three do and so we're going to cover that we've got josh we got kylan we got yours truly and we got Sadie Hawkins Pod coming at you in the next episode. So be sure to tune into that and uh, check us out on Patreon. Hit us up on the socials. Uh, all of our handles on the socials will be in the show notes. So check those out if you haven't yet. And give us a request. Hit us up. Let us know what albums you think we should cover. Definitely. Um, we, we'd love to hear from you. And we'll see you next time on Church Jams. Now! No! 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 No!